Chapter Four of Catherine Booth. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Catherine Booth by Mildred Duff. A Life of Sacrifice. Since I came to the crucifixion of myself, I have not cared much what men might say of me. Mrs. Booth at the time when our army mother married the general's work was as we have seen that of an evangelist or travelling minister he would stay in a town for some weeks or months as the case might be preaching and holding meetings and getting people saved both in the town itself and the places round it was a blessed and useful life but very wearying and we can fancy how trying it must have been for mrs booth after her marriage not to have any home of her own but to billet first in one stranger's house and then in another's but she did not complain though we see what it cost her by a letter she writes to her mother telling the good news that they are to live in lodgings while at sheffield you cannot think she writes with what joy i look forward to being to ourselves once more for though i get literally oppressed with kindness i must say i would prefer a home where we could sit down together at our own little table myself the mistress and my husband the only guest but the work of god so abundantly prospers that i dare not repine or else i feel this constant packing and unpacking and staying amongst strangers to be a great burden especially while so weak and poorly but then i have many mercies and advantages my precious william is all i desire and without this what would the most splendid home be but a glittering bauble for several years mrs booth travelled in this way from place to place helping cheering and encouraging her husband in his soul-saving campaigns she felt her duty lay here and even when she had a little son to care for she was unwilling to settle down writing to her mother who urged her to leave off this trying life or at any rate to hand the baby over to her she says my objection to leaving william gets stronger as i see the need he has of my presence care and sympathy neither is he willing for it himself nor can i make up my mind to parting with willie mrs booth's object was to be a help to her husband not a hindrance to push him forward in his soul-saving work not to hold him back and therefore instead of rejoicing as most wives and mothers would have done when a settled home and work were offered him she was doubtful personally considered she writes to her mother i care nothing about it i feel that a good rest in one place will be a boon to us anyhow if god wills him to be an evangelist he will open the way i find that i love the work itself far more than i thought i did and i am willing to risk something for it after this came several years of great conflict and struggle the conference or as we would say headquarters under whom the general worked did not wish him to continue the great salvation campaigns for which god had so marvellously fitted him they wanted him to settle down 
and spend perhaps several years in one place like ordinary ministers to please those who were over him he did this and spent four years in one town but though god blessed his efforts the general was convinced that he was called to greater things he loved the sinners wherever he went crowds flocked to hear him and the vilest were converted was it god's will therefore that he should sacrifice the work his soul loved and settle down into an ordinary life helping and reaching only the people of one small city this question our army mother helped him to decide try to picture her position she had by this time a family of little children and her health was very delicate by counselling the general to settle down as his friends wished him to do she would have a nice home a comfortable income and above all the constant presence of her husband who would no longer need to leave her on his long soul-saving tours by refusing the position offered and choosing instead to take up the evangelistic life again the general turned his back on salary home and work and went out into the world and his wife and four children friendless and alone do you wonder that the struggle was a severe one pray for me she wrote to her mother when the question was about to be settled i have many a conflict in regard to the proposed new departure not as to our support i feel as though i can trust the lord implicitly for all that but the devil tells me i shall never be able to endure the loneliness and separation of the life he draws many a picture of most dark and melancholy shade but i cling to the promise no man hath forsaken etc and having sworn to my own hurt may i stand fast i have told william that if he takes the step and it should bring me to the workhouse i would never say one upbraiding word no to blame him for making such a sacrifice for god and conscience sake would be worse than wicked so whatever be the result i shall make up my mind to endure it patiently looking to the lord for grace and strength but if it was difficult for mrs booth the path was equally dark and hard for the general william hesitates she writes a few weeks later he thinks of me and the children and i appreciate his love and care but i tell him that god will provide if he will only go straight on in the path of duty it is strange that i who always used to shrink from the sacrifice should be the first in making it but when i made the surrender i did it wholeheartedly and ever since i have been like another being oh pray for us yet more and more we have no money coming in from any quarter now nor has william any invitations at present the time is unfavorable i am much tempted to feel it hard that god has not cleared our path more satisfactorily but i will not charge god foolishly i know that his way is often in the whirlwind and he rides upon the storm i will try to possess my soul in patience and to wait on him sometimes you have heard your officers talking in a meeting and telling the people that if they will step out in faith and do right god will open up the way for them the example of our general and army mother has taught us this lesson 
for few ever took a step of faith into greater darkness and difficulty than they did at this time my dearest writes mrs booth to her mother is starting for london pray for him he is much harassed but i have promised to keep a brave heart at times it appears to me that god may have something very glorious in store for us and when he has tried us he will bring us forth as gold it will not be the first time i have taken a leap in the dark humanly speaking for conscience sake it was indeed a leap in the dark to break up their little home in the north and travelling by boat to save expense to bring their four children to mrs mumford's house in london there they separated the father and mother went to cornwall to hold a salvation campaign in a little chapel that had been lent to them and the children remained behind of the marvellous way in which god blessed the cornish work i cannot stop to tell you mrs booth's name as a preacher was by this time becoming as widely known as that of her husband and they went from one place to another at first together and then afterwards separately so as to be able to do more good for four long years whenever possible our army mother took her children with her she never left them to others when she could help it and later on i shall tell you what a devoted and tender mother she was but the strain of those four long years no one will ever know i want you to see the dark as well as the bright side of her wonderful life and here is a part of a letter to her mother written at that time i feel dreadfully unsettled at present i don't like this mode of living at all william has now been away from home except on friday and saturday for twelve weeks i long to get fixed together again once more the going backwards and forwards and being in other people's houses does not suit william nor do i like leaving home for the sabbaths i am much tempted to look gloomily towards the future but my heart is fixed i will trust and not be afraid then again a little later on pray for me i sometimes feel as though i had taken a path which is too hard for me and duties too heavy for me to perform but it is my privilege to say and to feel i can do all things through christ which strengtheneth me once again she says well the lord help us to be faithful to our convictions even in the dark and cloudy day i have felt it hard work to do so lately many a time have i longed to be where the weary are at rest well we must labor and wait a little longer it may be that the clouds will break and surround us with sunshine anyway god lives above the clouds and he will direct our path the general and mrs booth were holding salvation services in london when our army mother was called to make a fresh sacrifice never dreaming of the wonderful results that would spring from it you shall read about it in her own words spoken many years afterwards i remember well she says when the general decided at last to give up the evangelistic life and to devote himself to the salvation of the east enders he had come home from a meeting one night tired out as usual it was between eleven and twelve o'clock 
flinging himself into an easy chair he said to me oh kate as i pass by the doors of the flaming gin palaces to-night i seem to hear a voice sounding in my ears where can you go and find such heathen as these and where is there so great a need for your labours and i felt as though i ought at every cost to stop and preach to these east end crowds i remember the emotion that was produced in my soul i sat gazing into the fire and the devil whispered to me this means another new departure another start in life the question of our support i saw at once to be a serious difficulty hitherto we had been able to meet our expenses by the collections which we had made from our respectable audiences but it was impossible to suppose that we could do so among the poverty-stricken east enders we did not then see things as we do to-day we were afraid even to ask for a collection among the east london crowds nevertheless i did not answer discouragingly after a moment's pause for thought and prayer i answered well if you feel you ought to stay stay we have trusted the lord once for our support and we can trust him again mrs booth when she answered like this had no idea of all that was to follow she never dreamt that from the general standing alone in whitechapel a mighty wave of salvation would sweep over the earth nor that god was about to raise up an army of which she and the general were to be the leaders but as always before she willingly agreed to whatever would be for god's glory and the salvation of souls and we all know to-day how from the little white chapel beginning grew the christian mission and how at last the christian mission became the salvation army do not think however that our dear army mother's consecration stopped here no indeed one by one as they became old enough she gave up her children to the work and we shall never know all we owe as an army to her beautiful spirit of devotion and sacrifice let us stand together by her open grave in the autumn twilight her twenty-six years of fight and toil in the salvation army are over now her spirit has been summoned home listen the army founder himself is the speaker he is recalling the forty years which he and our dear army mother had trod together and his words sum up better than any other words could do what she was to our leader if you had had a tree he said speaking to the vast crowd that stood round the grave that had grown up in your garden under your window which for forty years had been your shadow from the burning sun whose flowers had been the adornment and beauty of your life whose fruit had been almost the stay of your existence and the gardener had come along and swung his glittering axe and cut it down before your eyes i think you would feel as though you had a blank it might not be a big one but a little blank in your life if you had had a servant who for all this long time had served you without fee or reward who had administered for very love to your health and comfort and who suddenly passed away you would miss that servant if you had had a counsellor who in hours continually occurring 
of perplexity and amazement had ever advised you and seldom advised wrong whose advice you had followed and seldom had reason to regret it and the counsellor while you were in the same intricate mazes of your existence had passed away you would miss that counsellor if you had had a friend who had understood your very nature the rise and fall of your feelings the bent of your thoughts and the purpose of your existence a friend whose communion had ever been pleasant the most pleasant of all other friends to whom you had ever turned with satisfaction and your friend had been taken away you would feel some sorrow at the loss if you had had a mother for your children who had cradled and nursed and trained them for the service of the living god in which you most delighted a mother indeed who had never ceased to bear their sorrows on her heart and who had been ever willing to pour forth that heart's blood in order to nourish them and that darling mother had been taken from your side you would feel it a sorrow if you had had a wife a sweet love of a wife who for forty years had never given you real cause for grief a wife who had stood with you side by side in the battle's front who had been a comrade to you ever willing to interpose herself between you and the enemy and ever the strongest when the battle was fiercest and your beloved one had fallen before your eyes i am sure there would be some excuse for your sorrow well my comrades you can roll all these qualities into one personality and what would be lost in all i have lost in one there has been taken away from me the light of my eyes the inspiration of my soul and we are about to lay all that remains of her in the grave i have been looking right at the bottom of it here and calculating how soon they may bring and lay me alongside of her and my cry to god has been that every remaining hour of my life may make me readier to come and join her in death to go and embrace her in life in the eternal city End of chapter 4